Hey everybody, it's Jeremy Greer. Uh, wanted to tell you about the cool things you could get over at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. You can get access to episodes of Days of Future Cast, your favorite Duckfeed podcast, early. If you'd like that kind of business, you can get access to our Slack channel so you can hang out in the coolest Slack channel, Days of Future Cast, to talk to the coolest Slack people. Um, you can also get exclusive podcasts like me and Gary talking about uh, Spider-Man DLC. Also, cool Days of Future Cast content, guys. So go check all of that out. Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV and enjoy this episode. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we cover everything Marvel, uh, mostly animated series, some live action stuff. We go all over the place. And we are today answering your questions. Uh, we mm-hmm. haven't done a feedback episode in a while. We don't actually have a lot of feedback. We have some good stuff in here. And then uh, I'm sure that this is going to cause us to derail <laughs> in drastically mm-hmm. inappropriate ways. So I'm looking forward to getting into some of that. We're, uh, we're also recording this uh, just a couple days before Avengers Endgame. Yes, comes out, mm-hmm. but we're we're releasing it several weeks after, yes. and we're going to talk about some predictions, and then you can listen and see how hilariously wrong and dumb they are, or how correct they are. Exactly, I can't wait for that. We'll probably do that after all of these questions. Um, oh yeah, just in <clears> case you don't want to hear conjecture, just so you know, we don't know any spoilers. People have seen the movie, now mm-hmm. we have not, so these are yeah. not you know us actually talking. This is us talking out of our asses. Just just FYI. And um, yeah, I've actually there's one person on the Slack that has somehow already seen it. I think because he lives in some crazy country that gets these movies early. So good for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they have put up some spoiler threads and such. Uh, so if you're on the Slack, you can find out what happens. Uh, I want to go in unspoiled. Me so. too. I don't like knowing things that are going to happen in the media that I consume. I am. I'm just Me either. Yeah. Ah, so somewhere along the line, I decided there's no somewhere along the line. It was exactly. Uh, the space between Dark Souls 2 and uh, Bloodborne, mm-hmm. I decided no trailers. Yeah. And I still see movie trailers when I go to the movies. But that's the only place I allow myself to watch them. Uh, and I, I have just been so happy, like, going into, like, I didn't know anything about Get Out when I went into it. It's super cool. I didn't know anything about Us going into it. Like, I saw the trailer, but I didn't know, you know I didn't look at conjecture. Like, uh, here's, the, here's the hot scoop on what Jordan Peele's next movie might be about. And it's, like, very pleasurable to go into these things without knowing. Even though you just recently on the last podcast said that you have watched the John Wick 3 trailer six times and just That's keep watching it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw it in the theater first, though. And oh, I, came home oh. and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, okay. I got to see that some more. I just, the, yeah, uh, just didn't have the entire rule set in front of me. Now I understand. Yeah, exactly. You had to get the source book. To, <laughs> John Wick is the, is the exception. The, uh, John, John Wick is exceedingly special to me. The, um, I feel about him the same way that like Key and Peele feel about Liam Neeson's. So. <laughs> it is the um yeah so we're, we're gonna get into your uh, your questions before we do so uh how you doing jeremy i'm doing well uh things things are good in the life of jeremy greer uh work is going well i've uh i, I finished sekiro many many times now mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're, you're on the grind man uh i'm done with the grind I, I i finished pretty much everything that you can do in that game um and got into all the way into new game four and finished the final boss on new game four and, and kind of had a blast doing that like i'd I had a weird moment with that game where everything kind of clicked and I just started enjoying all of the boss fights in a, in a really super good way. So, yeah. Did you find that on subsequent playthroughs that you uh, 
we're playing it basically like a boss rush, like just rushing from boss to boss. Almost entirely, yeah. There was uh, yeah. because the the thing about Sekiro on your first playthrough is that you are <clears throat> you're hoovering up all of those items um, because they are actually really useful and like you never know what you're going to find. Now uh, I've gotten all the prayer beads. I've gotten you know all of my skill points. There's there's very little that the consumables do for me that I, I can't do myself or just go purchase with money that I can't use for anything else <laughs> anymore like mm. money has no purpose uh i was hoping you know that that game has a um like a throwing star ability a shuriken ability and there's one mm-hmm. of the late game upgrades is the ability to um uh, use your money to do that they've done that mm-hmm. in previous games where you can use like souls to cast spells uh they still cost spirit emblems when you do that that's that's <laughs> boy that spirit emblem <laughs> economy in that game <laughs> Yeah. So it costs ten sin and two spirit emblems, and I'm like, you know, a spirit emblem is like fifty sin for me now. So this is like a yeah. hundred and twenty sin investment yeah. for one per that does basically no damage whatsoever. And so yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of weird. Frustrating. But yeah, I, I definitely like in my new game runs. It's just like I want to go fight these bosses again. Like that's that's what I want to do. So it's a very interesting game as far as far as that goes. Like we're you know I've got a, we've got a whole podcast about it, but just the the weird bisected nature of that game and and you know one of those things being something that um is you know if it clicks with you it's a replayable thing like i know people who beat it and put it down as well i know people who beat it and are like on new game plus six or what have you um there's kind of both but the the stealth side of it everything except for the the boss battles only really lasts your first playthrough you know after that like i don't know anybody who stayed interested in it and i'm doing my second i started a second playthrough because i got frustrated at the end bosses and i was like i'm gonna play along with the show and that one it's like yeah, I just kind of want to go towards these glowing things and run away, um, even though I was like thrilled playing the first time playing the levels. So they really are just kind of done in one. Yeah, you know, the, the it, level part. It's interesting. I'm also, but I'm also not like I. That game has clicked for me, and that I do think the bosses are fun and stuff. I do not have the like the addictive property that like a lot of people have with this. So it's not my second playthrough is very weird because I'm not like yes, yes, give me the next boss, yes, yes. Like I'm not feeling that drive. But I'm also not feeling the levels as much. It's more just like, I'm going to go through this so I can pay attention to things for the show and try to remember the coolness of my first time through it and the attention to detail of my second time. And I think that's all down to, I mentioned this in the Slack the other day, like I think that as as the years go by and we start like looking back and comparing all of these games together, uh, it's like Bloodborne I think has long been like the one with the least replayability because like your arcane playthroughs are are going to be a lot similar Weird to, gimmicks. to your to your yeah. melee builds because that's all you're doing you're just doing fire damage when you hit something instead of doing normal damage yeah. um but this will it has even less replayability options than that so like unless you're going into new game plus and doing like oh I'm only going to use the monk skills so I'm just going to punch and kick my way through this game uh that's yeah that's interesting but like that's not enough of a difference to i think get you through an entire game so it's just for but the the people who are i feel like who are replaying it um a bunch of times it's just to be at the basic level like it it reminds me almost of like the new game plus of this is similar to chalice dungeons where it's just like the joy of controlling that character yep Mm -hmm. you know um and that's you know that's real definitely real for for some folk but it doesn't have for people who want to play through for other reasons you might want to replay a souls game um you know like i played dark souls one like i don't know at this point like 20 times um for people who who want to do that um there's not a lot there like i think that after i get through all once i have beaten all the bosses in the game 
Um, that is definitely when I'm going to put it down. Like, I don't care about upgrading my material, and I definitely don't care about, like, I'm reading about that skill point grind, and that sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. So, like, there's there's no way in hell I'm going to save up that many points to get skill uh, or experience to get skill points. Yeah, yeah. Like, just not in a million years. Is that me? So. And it's, and it's, it's, that's, I think that's a bummer. Like, I think about playing through Dark Souls 1. And like the different ways you can approach the undead Berg as a melee character, as a bow character, as a sorcery character, or as a thief or what have you. And like that allows for that kind of player expression. And I, th- I think Sicker, when we, when we look back on it, people are going to absolutely be in love with this game, but it's going to be like, Oh yeah, I played through it a couple of times or I played through it through game four. And maybe I play through it every once in a while and get up to um, the first big plot boss on the roof. And then like I, f- I kill him and I'm like, okay, I'm fall done. off. Yeah. 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 There's no way this is going to have bloodborne legs. No, no, I don't you think know, so. Yeah, there's not going to be, that. like, if you go into that, you know, Chalice Dungeon server on Discord, like, the Tomb Prospectors, like, where there's not going to be anything like that. Like, nobody is going to be grinding stuff out of this game for yep. five years down the line, so. No, I don't know. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's it's definitely, like, I'm looking forward to whatever they announce next that has any of this DNA, and I hope that it is not further along this trajectory. Like, I would like something a little bit more expansive. They're doing that open world thing with George R.R. R. Martin writing it um and i don't know if you've heard about that at all i'm writing the the main plot of it and i'm just like really excited for that not because of the george rr martin part of it even though i think they do have kind of more in common as storytellers than people really want to say um but i because of the open world part like give me a big weird expansive world that is like from soft design like i'm exceedingly excited about that i just care about worlds after being kind of bereft like you've done your your combat kind of like your your show your show of of mastery of making this combat system i've come to really like the combat system it is very good give me weird worlds to explore please have you um, um i'm looking forward to that forgive me if we've talked about this before because um, i think with both of our weird podcasting jobs like we both talk about this shit a <laughs> yes. whole lot uh are you familiar with the expanse series or series of books or a tv show I know of them, but I have not uh, seen the TV show or read the books. Um, CJ, for a long time, has been clinging to a rumor that they uh, they consulted with the uh, the books. Are it's written by two people that have a um, uh, uh, what's the the pseudonym for one person? So it's two people that met with FromSoft to talk about like these weird sci-fi worlds and like the Expanse is an extremely interesting sci-fi world to me in a way that like every single the ending of every single book like blows up the proportions of the of the universe in a way that's just kind of mind-boggling but like still keeps it like really real with their with the stories and mm-hmm. so you know i'm more excited about like that kind of stuff than i am george R. R. martin at this point but i'm you know I, i'm kind of just here for from software in general right nowadays like i'm still like mm-hmm. this didn't i've seen a lot of, of like i'm never going to buy a from software game at launch again without you know checking it out first and i'm like no nope, what it is i'm still here like until they yeah. do dark soul six like i'm probably gonna keep doing it going yeah. guys so i'm probably still here it, it's it's actually like it makes sense on this this show right because it's like we keep saying the x-men movies are the only place to see x-men do x-men shit and like from software games are the only place to see from software do from software shit even if they're not doing as much from software shit as i want yeah you know like i feel like in previous games like it's not a series i understand that previous games by the company like you know would it would have uh way more than two like super interesting areas you know to to explore as far as like just kind of scenery and aesthetics and stuff and i feel like the, the newest one has two two's okay they're really great areas they're some of my favorites they've ever done but there's just not as much to it so i'm still there just because no one else is doing that mm-hmm. you know um even if the proportions are not to my liking like it's like still enough to get 
the little bit that I like. You know, so I'm, I'm definitely there, but I do think that there are some, you know, they, they, the, for me, there definitely is a, a varying quality that happens with these games. Not every one of them does what I like, similar to Daxman movies. And this has been yep. your unscheduled episode of Don't Give Up Bonfire Side Chat. Yep. <laughs> it's an undead favorite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I heard that Don't Give Up Skeleton was uh, going on hiatus, so I decided to really horn in. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna start booking guests every month after month. <laughs> Man, what if I did that? Like, I'm not going to, but if I just, just took, if you just took it over? Show. Like, I'd give you the name yeah. in the podcast. I was like, if you just want to keep going. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, I, I would have a really hard time with that because my question would always be like, still? <laughs> like you're, you're still doing this with bloodborne <laughs> fuck man like that's the that game's five years old like a bunch of games came out since then what are you doing i think if um yeah. if i could if i could choose someone and like give them the time and the inclination like if anybody would keep going with that podcast uh i i would i would want cj to do it because he's mm. so in love with the games and he's he has such a, a great ability to like tease out what people like about these games like I've, I've always had that opinion of like i'm doing this but cj really should be so i, I would want mm. him to do it but yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. let's let's talk about some questions yeah uh the first question here is from lores lores says what hulk characters would you want to see uh see join the mcu or if they've already appeared get bigger roles um i'd personally love to see she hulk uh either a film or tv show based on dan slot's run um she hulk on that disney channel as a lawyer yep is fucking that'd be amazing super great um, yeah way into that <clears throat> i don't want to steal your answer but that is a really good answer i would uh i, I would love to see like that crossover with uh, jessica jones like I'd, I'd like to see a she hulk in that netflix universe that is no longer no longer exist anymore because they yeah. canceled all that stuff but uh like i feel like that that could work really really well um other hulk characters are, are weird for me because I, I struggle like i don't want to see rick jones anywhere i don't care about rick nope. jones we know Betty, which ones you don't want to see yeah yeah like betty yeah. or general ross general ross is still in the mcu right like he's still like yeah. he showed up in infinity war or whatever so like he's still there um but i i just like i i, I got I, an answer okay I, I, I got something which is which is the leader um which is kind of weird because the leader's really tied into hulk but one thing the mcu doesn't have is like a lex luther character like they don't have an intelligent supervillain you know and i think that that is like an angle they could add i don't want it to be like a major tentpole kind of release or whatever but if they end up doing a hulk movie ever again which is kind of weird the hulk is definitely out of all the principal avengers the one that like you know the second hulk movie is actually a thor movie the first hulk movie is a different actor and nobody ever talks about it um if they ever actually did like a mark ruffalo hulk movie the leader is what i want because uh i like him matching sides with that side of, of bruce banner you know and i think about mark ruffalo's version of that like the the kind of better hulk versus the animated series one i would like to see that done on the screen yeah, I could get I could get into that, especially with the stuff that they're doing in the current MCU movies, where like Bruce Banner and the Incredible Hulk are like at war with one another in the same body. Yeah. So like, I think that stuff would be would leave a lot of room for, you know, hey, the leader presents himself as a friendly person of like, I'm going to separate you from your from your Hulkness, and it's like, oh no, wait, you were actually stealing my gamma my gamma juice, and now yeah. you're now you were nobody gets my gamma juice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think She-Hulk is is the real obvious answer here. I mm-hmm. like I'm I'm trying to think of any other like team ups or anything that I and I can't really come up with any like actual good heroes or side characters. Um, so yeah, like yeah, I, I, she, I'm just She-Hulk. Too many too many Hulk villains are just big big old yeah. Hulks. They're just like shitty Hulks. Is what this is. Yeah. they're just a little less cool, less cool Hulks. Um, but you know, like World War Hulk, like when they you know like having I, I think that'd be a cool plotline for a, a Hulk movie, which you know. 
everybody getting together and being like, yeah, we got to kick him off into space because he's so dangerous. But they kind of already did that, but they just didn't do the dangerous part. They were just like, yeah, we, he's in a ship and like he's leaving now. So he's going to go be on Thor 3. So see you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that would be fair answers. Yeah. Um, next submission is from our good friend Fletch. Fletch says, hey, Fletch. Uh, I'm going to ruin smart girls for you. Uh, so just as a reminder, a few episodes back, Gary introduced me to this uh, Brian Wilson song called Smart Girls, which was a hellish compilation of previous uh, Beach Boys material, all to some like real shitty 80s uh, hip hop beat with Brian Wilson, quote unquote, rapping about how he likes smart girls and doesn't really care about their bodies, um, but he likes them hot anyway. So anyway. Uh, Fletch says, I'm going to ruin smart girls for you. Brian Wilson was being manipulated in a grip of hallucinations by the Beach Boys then manager when it was created. And that dude's material from 1970s to the 90s uh, are just him being used as a pawn while out of his mind to some degree. Makes the track a lot less funny when you realize the manager was trying to get his pet song machine to chase trends. Quality be damned. Yeah, that sounds fucking miserable so that's a bummer it doesn't ruin smart girls for me i was, I was expecting <laughs> him to say it was fake that's the only thing that would ruin like it's still like it's like it's no it's not news to me that brian wilson had a rough rough go of it mm-hmm. you know like uh and uh it's still such a weird fucking artifact regardless of the origins like i assume that it was some kind of trend chasing whether it's his idea or the manager's idea does not change the product for me yeah, and if it's one of these situations, this to be fake. like a who was the most recent chick? Um, was it Kesha? I think that was like locked into a very predatory relationship with her manager, both sexually yeah. and financially, and all that stuff. Like, if it's one of those things, then like that's a that's a horrible situation to be in. But like, I'm probably gonna make fun of Kesha's music sometimes because I don't really like that chick's music. So like, sorry, yeah. sorry, Kesha stands that listen to Days of Future Cast. Like, I'd love to see that Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it is just uh yeah. So it does, it does not ruin it for me, and I'm, I am aware of uh, Brian Wilson's tragic life. Somebody uh, is uh, <laughs> from from that, uh, the Bare Naked Ladies song. Uh, the uh, like heard about that, and then I like read about it after seeing hearing that Bare Naked Ladies song when I was a '90s teen, and thought that uh, not clever acoustic they might be giants were okay. So, <laughs> and now now I no longer do. So, whoops. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, thank you, thank you, Fletch. Thank uh, you, Fletch. Moving on to uh land bridge style uh 1681 this is jeremy writing this in um probably uh message my dudes it's time for a fuck mary kill a land bridge an ice bridge and a great bridge where you fight the cleric beast in central yarnum uh, this is pretty good this is pretty good that's tough um so i'm not against land bridges the the uh the, the, you might think you might put me in a trap here i'm not against them i love land why'd bridges. you stop beating your wife gary <laughs> yeah, it's just the, yeah i'm not I, I i'm not opposed to a land bridge so i think that in this case i would probably marry a land bridge very stable you know um the real ones and then uh i might fuck an ice bridge because like it's gonna be cold but also it's it's like risky um i like that you know uh might might collapse at any moment that shows you what you know kind of ladies i chase and then uh kill the uh the <laughs> cold and, and i'm about to collapse <laughs> yeah. jesus yeah, christ yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll definitely kill the great bridge where you fight the cleric beast uh because that seems like a bad scene there's lots of broken down carts and uh, werewolves on that bridge so many coffins and, uh, in the corner so yeah too many coffins yeah that doesn't seem like a good scene to me um so. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm going to go along with, with with your opinions on this. Like, I'm not going to try to be different just for the sake of being different. Um, an ice bridge does seem very fuckable. Um, yep. I've never put my dick in a like a glass of ice water or anything. That's never, but you know, hey, I'm just it's just one time. I, I uh I did when I was uh was a little kid. 
I remember um, one of I mean, this is this is going where you think it is. Like I, I, the, when I was a little kid, I uh, we moved around a lot, and I remember uh, living in some shitty small town. I lived in tons of shitty small. Like at some point, I realized I moved and lived in twenty five places by the time I was twenty five. Like it was really out there, and uh, the uh, was hanging out with these kids. Like and I was trying to like make friends and stuff, and these kids, uh, and then I was like pretty young. But we were all like pulling our pants down and then laying down face in the snow to like push our dicks into the snow. Oh, weird. Uh, as just some kind of weird little kid thing. Like, you know, I don't even understand it. Like two, you know, older boys were just kind of like, we're doing this thing. Like, check it out. Like, see, you know, can you, can you handle it? It's like, it's, a, you know, are you man enough? Like, it was just weird. Like how long can so you last with your dick in the snow or whatever? <laughs> Yeah, it was either that or they were making a mold of it. I don't know, like later they're going to oh, wow. like I don't know. It's it's one of those things, but it, that was like what we were doing. So that's the closest I've come to fucking an ice bridge. And uh, you know, I don't remember it very well. So I'd uh, I'd refresh my memory. So um man, I had a point that I was going to try try to make after that, but now I don't remember. Uh I derailed you with the, the ice fucking. Yeah, the ice fucking is a little weird. Oh, uh I've also lived in a bunch of small towns. What's the uh mm-hmm. Like two of the ones that come to mind for me, like two of the worst names towns that I've ever lived in. One was Downsville, uh, which okay. tells yep. you everything you need to know about it. And the other one was Farmer Farmerville. What's Farmerville. uh? Do you have do What's you have some worst? some pretty bad vills that you lived in in your in your in your life as you were moving around? No, unfortunately, no. Um, there, there's a, a the big. This was in Chapinaw, Illinois. Okay, but it's it's yeah, it's it's all stuff in the northern Illinois area. So it's stuff with names like that. No, nothing, uh, uh, nothing, nothing good. Well, uh, thank you, Landbridge Steel. Yeah, um, and we're gonna move over to uh, She Hulk Steel is now canon for twenty. I feel like my monster of the week people are, are bleeding over a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> we're gonna uh, get into another fuck Mary Hill. Yeah, heel? Fuck Mary that's, heel is that's very different. That's that's my Overwatch team. Hold on, I gotta get <laughs> This is the three classes in Overwatch. Uh, hi y'all. This is an old fashioned fuck Mary kill. Your options are the nutrient bath, the gamma, and the colorful Cronenberg. Uh, oh man. boy. I think I'm going to. Uh, I think I'm going to marry that nutrient bath. I, f- I feel like the oh, nutrient yeah. bath is going to keep me young. It's going to keep my skin kind of glowing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill the the colorful Cronenberg because I just that just that thing shouldn't exist. And then uh, yeah, I'll, I'll fuck some gamma one time. I, I don't mind doing you that. Fuck some gamma. I'll stick my yeah. dick in ice. I'll stick my dick in gamma. Is what we have learned yeah, on yeah, the Days of Future Cast episode sixty nine. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. This is very appropriate. The um, I think I think I would marry gamma because I want to get like superpowers. So I want to join join my life with Gamma. I know Hulk doesn't seem that happy about it, but I think I would probably be all right with it. Um, I think that I would probably uh, fuck the colorful Cronenberg. Okay. Um, to say I did it, mm-hmm. you know, and to have like a story, like I just turned my entire life into co- podcast content, you know, like, hey, Jeremy, like I fucked that colorful Cronenberg thing. Oh, like, you, you, you lying motherfucker. You would save that for abject suffering. You save it for one of the big shows on the network. Here, here's my secret is I reuse that stuff sometimes. So the, uh, <laughs> it would end up on this show, abject suffering and everything to Guppy, like no doubt. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then and then I would uh, I think I guess that just le- what leaves me with uh, killing the, the nutrient bath, which breaks my heart. So, yeah, that seems like yeah, that seems rough. Knocking dude. that thing over. <laughs> But I guess it's worth it for your one night Cronenberg stand. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. It's me. It's me making. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, 
getting my wild oats. I'm gonna give it uh, five conjoined five conjoined twins on a uh, on Crinder, which is the Cronenberg <laughs> yeah. Tinder app. Cronenberg <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> uh, disgusting. The uh, uh, Chris WB, hey Chris uh, from the Slack, uh, ask, and this is probably for Jeremy. Um, Jeremy, why are your dogs so cute? And what is Tina Turner really like? Yeah, I don't think Chris was actually serious about putting this feedback up when I when I requested feedback in the Slack channel. But you know what, Chris? If you write something <laughs> you know? to me, you're going to get listed on the podcast yeah. about it. <laughs> um, I don't. The, the Basset hounds are just cute, dog. Like, I mean, Basset hounds are just like they have big ears and they have, you know, great big brown eyes. Unless you're Avon and he has weird cataracts that we can't fix. Um, yeah. But uh, otherwise, like, they're just they're just cute ass dogs, man. Like, unless they are obesely fat, then Basset hounds are are extremely cute dogs. Yeah, yep. They, is that, are, is that what's amazing. your favorite dog? Uh, a dachshund. Really? Yep, love a doxy. I think they're exceedingly cute. I think they're dorky, like in the right way. Like when they walk, they're like, yeah, you know, they have that little like little shuffle when they walk. I think a doxy is extremely cute, and I've had I've met uh, several good doxies in my life. Um, so that's my favorite breed. My favorite dog of all time is my ex girlfriend's uh, pitbull mix, Radar. He ah. is the closest I've ever been to a dog. Radar after uh, the Mash TV show. Um, I think it was after uh, Radar Love. Oh, yeah, uh, the song. But my second guess the, was going to um, be the uh, the weird like open source movie pirating software, which is named Radar with two R's. So. <laughs> Probably not. It might not have been Radar Love. I mean, if she doesn't listen, if she did, that would be one of the weirdest twists in my life. Um, but <laughs> the, the, uh, she hates my fucking guts. Um, but the, but I love uh, this podcast. I love this Jeremy Greer guy. <laughs> Yeah, it just you know I I hate him. He's he's he broke my heart, but also he's so right about X Men. I just can't, <laughs> can't get, you know. Can't, there's can't get over it. There's can't no get way enough of the Gambit impression. <laughs> yeah, the uh, that would uh, that would be fucked up. The um yeah, so it's it's uh that's not the case. Um yeah. So the uh, the second question is what's Tina Turner really like? Which um seems like a very much of a non sequitur in classic Chris W to be fashion. Uh, I don't I don't know much about Tina Turner except for like the Ike stuff and then like beyond Thunderdome like that's pretty much my Tina Turner kind of knowledge like mm-hmm. I've, I think there's a video where she sings rolling on the river and like with you two or something that I may have seen one time I could be just hallucinating mm-hmm. that I um I would imagine she's probably an okay like older lady nowadays like she probably has a big family with the that she supports with all, all of the crazy amount of money she probably makes on licensing fees so I'm mm-hmm. assuming that she's an okay person I don't know most of what I know is about is from Thunderdome, uh, from doing doing the zine on that, and she seems like a great woman. Yes, yeah. so I I, uh, I love Tina. Um, yeah, uh, thank you, Chris. Yes. Uh, Wendy says, um, or oh, this is you. Okay, yeah, I'll read this. <clears throat> yep. uh, Wendy says, no hate whatsoever, but I'm always a little surprised when I hear how highly Gary rates the first Avengers film when conversations about the MCU come up. I've always felt the aliens to be a really uncharismatic enemy force that don't uh, that doesn't allow some of the more grounded power sets captain and hawkeye to really make the most of their spotlight compared to the other large-scale heroes loki being characterized as whiny and servile doesn't sit perfectly with me either does anything in particular stand out that causes you to rate it so highly what does jeremy think i could be due for a rewatch also jeremy sounds right <laughs> vis-a-vis the land bridge i promise i did not alter these in any way uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> jeremy sounds right vis-a-vis the land bridge but if i watch the episode later and change my mind i'll leave an apology as a review for everything to guppies <laughs> that's perfect use of itunes reviews right there yeah. i love it there, there, there is some evidence about Lambridge that i've been hanging on to that uh, is an explosive bombshell that i've shared with jeremy and on the slack but is uh i'm just holding on to it. i've got backups on usb drives 
in yeah. case I die. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't have any memory of this, any of this evidence yeah. that you're speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jokes for no one. Nobody knows about that. I guess if you're in the Slack, you know about it, but I, I was going to tweet that. And then I was like, I don't know if this dude would feel comfortable with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. This dude saying his real name and the place where he works and yeah, his professional just, yeah, exactly. history to, to like solve a weird made up problem. I, that care we have about, on the I care about the land bridge thing, but not enough to dox a buddy. <laughs> like, not enough to dox a super good dude. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just watched Avengers again. So good, uh, good timing. Um, the alien stuff takes up less of the movie than, than, than I remembered. Like that's the big climax, which I do think is actually really great. I think that they do interesting action stuff. Like a lot of it is Thor running around kind of filling the sky with lightning, but, um, there's a lot of just like really, really cool looking, uh, uh action pieces. Like I love, uh, Hulk, like climbing up buildings by like punching into them, mm-hmm. you know, and jumping up. It like feels like good hulk um black widow doesn't get tons to do which is true um but black widow like and people who are sexist monsters online like well i'm not saying this is wendy's that but we'll be like oh you know black widow's useless and like well she's a spy this this isn't what she does she's the stealth agent but even then like like, there's that classic scene where she like runs and kicks off of uh captain america's shield and like grabs one of the like hover yeah. jet things jet skis and and like goes around shooting some stuff to go like, disable the device you yeah know, like, like all that stuff is is really cool like i, I think yeah. um hawkeye like on the like the best the, i think the funniest part of that movie is hawkeye running out of arrows because like yeah of yeah. course he does but um, <laughs> yeah how did you yeah, and also like what do you think was gonna like, <laughs> yeah. you gotta carry more than 12 of these things man like i i i like a lot of that that movie like i'm i'm the, on the alien stuff, I actually think all of the alien stuff works for me really well. Like the weird, um, like giant ship creatures that crash into the, the yeah, buildings and stuff, worms. all look really cool. And yeah, yeah, I mean, like I, I think the, like everybody gets their kind of time in the sun. Even Captain cool. America, who's much more of an on the ground kind of dude, is like you know organizing relief efforts. Well, he's the leader. Yeah, he's he's yeah. like leading the charge or whatever, which I think is great. like not everybody's a powerhouse. Like he he assigns the cool thing about that is them working as a team, which means they like assign everybody their roles. You know, like uh, Hawkeye is explicitly doing recon mm-hmm. when he's up there. He's shooting, shooting people, but he's calling out orders to Iron Man, who is using his mobility to send people over to where you know Captain America is and stuff. Like it actually, like I think they coordinate like really well in that. And then before that stuff, like the long stretch in the middle where everyone's kind of getting up each other's nose uh, is really good. Like I, I really like them kind of uh, doing their like little saber rattling, yeah, stuff. You know, there's a really great moment where. Um, you know, Loki, uh, you know, where Black Widow does the fake interrogation of Loki to get him to to say why he's there, which is which is super good. And then uh you know, when he finds out, it's like, oh, he wants the Hulk, and they go to, to him and Banner is is really nervous and stuff, and he realizes he's picked up the staff, or he doesn't mm-hmm. realize he's picked up the staff, and everyone's like, Why you gotta put that down, man? Like and it's just like just really blocked really well so you don't see that it's happened. And stuff. I, I actually really like that movie, kind of front to back, and I found that it stood up really well. The beginning's maybe a little bit slow. Um, and Loki, he doesn't seem servile to me. Um, he seem he doesn't seem in line with his characterization later necessarily either. Um, I would see that like it's kind of weird. The idea of him working for Thanos um, is strange, but the uh, he just seems arrogant in it, and that's uh, that's definitely been one of the Loki things. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like. Um... 
Loki working for Thanos is is like I would have almost preferred it not to have been related to Thanos at all. But like Loki, like oh, there's this energy source and there's this whole planet full of non superhero powers that's not Asgard that I could probably go like subjugate to my will. But yeah. of course they've been they've been setting up the Thanos shit for like 15 years now or however long it's been. So well, that's where it began. That's yeah. where they they first started setting it up as the post credit scene of that movie. Um, before and it's like we don't really know it's Thanos and maybe Loki doesn't either because he doesn't really have recognition when they meet uh, uh in the beginning of an Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You know, so it could be one of Thanos's agents that like recruits him or something you know dumb like that. It doesn't really matter. It's kind of weird for him to be working for a space force. Yeah, like I think I I agree. Like that's pretty silly. But yeah, I'm I'm also very positive on that first movie. I, I've watched it probably more than any other movie in the MCU, if I had to guess. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, maybe maybe one of the Captain Americas, maybe we're in a soldier and um, <clears throat> Civil War. Autumn is a huge, huge, huge fan of that first Captain America movie. Yeah, um, yeah, you've told me that before. Yeah, like maybe yeah, only the first like forty five minutes, but then she's like, "Okay, I'm good. <laughs> like we could just rewatch. We could go to back to something else." But yeah, I've watched that the most. But Avengers, I mean, I just, I mean, like it's even if the beginning's a little slow, like that that the scene at the first with the shield base blowing up is so great. And I am a huge Coulson and Agent Hill fan. Like I can't get enough of those two smaller roles, and I I, I love it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's I, uh, I think it's a super it. good movie. Yeah. You want to um you want to throw down some since we're talking about Avengers anyway, this is a good time to segue into uh end game stuff. I'll uh yeah. I might I might throw some music down here. Do you want to go ahead and go ahead and tell people how they can support the show and then after the some a musical break we yeah. can come back in with some some theories. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, so if you if you like the show, uh, the best thing to do is go to patreoncom TV. Uh, get episodes a week early among a bunch of other stuff. People have been very generous uh with the Patreon. It's been really great and we really appreciate it. And we uh, we try to make sure, you know, you get a lot for, for your money. So there's a lot of shows, um, you know, most people we just know because we see the numbers and stuff that most people listen to our shows, listen to multiple uh, shows, mm-hmm. like listen to most of the network or at least part of the network. And uh, we really appreciate that. And we think there's a lot of stuff out there for you if you choose to uh, be generous. Yeah, your, I'm going to call it out. We, we, we've we mentioned it a couple of times, but um, if you... If if you like Gary, uh, I would highly recommend listening to everything to Guppy. Um, if you like Binding of Isaac, that's that's fine. If you're aware of what Binding of Isaac is, that's also fine. It's not necessarily necessary to enjoy yeah, that podcast. The, the, the real <laughs> trick with everything to Guppy, I think, is where to start because mm-hmm. it's it's me and like Will described it somewhere on Twitter, where it's like both of us being as like giving in to our our appreciation for like, and he the the word he uses uh, perverse comedy, and not perverse like it's all about ding dongs, but just kind of like anything that's like anti-comedy or anything that like we think is you know we just do whatever occurs to us during the the entire show yeah uh and we're it's fun for like me and will do that in real life like when we're talking and stuff and it's fun to put that on on the show because we do have some overlapping desires to do the wrong thing or make the wrong choice uh in as far as trying to be funny um and and get some milk out of that it's a it's an extremely that, so. funny show and, and you guys should all you should all go listen to it go check it out it's it's a shorter podcast so i think episodes average mm-hmm. around like 10 to 15 minutes or something so like it's not a huge yeah. commitment of your time when you see like 240 episodes you're gonna be like oh no yeah um, don't, but don't it, they're, they're yeah. very short they go quick so. um yep. If you want to talk to the podcast, if you want to, if you want to go ahead and write in about something we said here, if you have a problem with the Avengers movies, for example, uh, you can uh, write in at daysoffuturecast.com slash contact. You can also follow us and uh, talk to us on Twitter at D-O-F-C podcast. Uh, you can talk to me directly on Twitter at J.G. Greer. Gary, you are mm-hmm. at Gary Buh, B-U-H. Yep. B-U-H. Uh, G-A-R-B-U-H. And uh, yeah, um, hit us up. 
and uh, your ratings reviews. Those things. She are just very... said that your Twitter name was Garba. Garba. G- <laughs> Why? I'm Garba. Oh, I'm Garba. Um, G R Y B U H. He's uh, definitely a Morlock. Yeah. At Garba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have the power to manipulate garbage. Oh, oh, good. Uh, <laughs> it's me, Garba. Garba the Morlock Goblin. Um. Yeah, so so hit me up on Twitter, and uh, we're gonna put in some music, and we're gonna talk about uh, infinite, or, uh, you know, endgame stuff that will no longer be relevant in I don't know forty eight hours. Sure, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but hey, when this podcast <laughs> yeah. comes out to the early listeners in three whole weeks, like the conversation will still be primed. Everybody's gonna be, and and you know what? If you do listen to this, if you do listen to the second section, uh, you know, write us and tell us how wrong we were. The the corrections account is at Cole Ross on Twitter, so he'll mm-hmm. take all of those yep. corrections. Yeah, yep. Uh, don't tell them what they are, like, it, it, or don't tell us what they are, because we already know. Mm-hmm. So just say the correction, like, don't try to preface it or anything, because it'll waste our time. Did we um we had talked about possibly doing a Avengers cast after the movie comes out? Would that be you want to talk about that, or you just want to wait to see if that Let, actually happens? Let's do it because I I, uh, okay. I know I'm going to want to talk about it, right? Excellent. Like there's I I got out of uh, Infinity War and being like ah like I, I wanted to podcast about it pretty bad. Okay, perfect. Uh, and did not uh, did not get a chance really. So so yeah, the um, Gary has been putting up these kind of one off exclusive podcasts. Uh, he and I did some stuff on the Spider Man. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man PS4 game, the DLC for that. So uh, mm-hmm. shortly after the uh, end game comes out, me and Gary will probably have a follow-up podcast to this that might even come out sooner than this. Makes me really confusing and bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. yeah well, Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV for that. Anti-comedy world, your vortex. Um, the uh, Yeah, so it's just we're going to want to talk about uh, Endgame because we, we talked about this several times uh, on this show. Like, I am kind of surprisingly excited. Yeah, like, I'm really looking forward to it. It's uh, you know, the the MCU is one of the things I allow myself to be super uncritical about. You know, I understand they're not perfect, but I just always have a good time. And at this point, there's so much investment. Like, I've seen all of the movies. Yes. You know, like sitting down and realizing, like, oh, like I've watched 22 feature films leading up mm-hmm. to this is just kind of undeniably cool and interesting. It's uh, for me to it's, go into that, and it, it's an extremely impressive thing that they have done. Like for all that people kind of you know talk about the homogenization of media and disney and all this other stuff like it's no easy feat to put together a series of movies 22 movies long that's all going to culminate in an ending and and like obviously like they've still got movies on the books like this isn't by any means a you know we're never going to make marvel movies again um but this is going to finish a story that they have planned out for the last 10 or 15 years and that's an incredibly impressive thing like i'd all the way back to Iron Man one, which kicked this whole situation off is I could not believe that they could do an Iron Man movie and have it be good. And so yep. everything that happens from, from that point forward, even if they have their missteps, even with their Thor twos, you know, like that's, um, but even Thor two has like the introduction of Hawkeye and, uh, black widow. Like that's, I kind of forget about that because mm-hmm. everyone forgets about yeah, yeah, uh, Thor too, but like still some good stuff in there because it's tied into all of these other movies. And I, I'm with you. I don't really, 
want to be critical about these movies. Like they're action figures being slammed together for in my entertainment. And that's all that I need from it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want it to be cool and good. I don't necessarily yep. need to be like empirically correct or great. Nope. And it's, it's absolutely impossible for me to separate my uh, love and knowledge of the comics uh, from this stuff, you know? So it's like the same way in the last episode, we talked about how stupid it was. They didn't introduce storm. And if you didn't know her from uh, media, you'd be like, what the fuck? Why is she even a good guy? Uh, that with the grander, like MCU stuff, like in a moment by moment breakdown, I might notice that like, Oh, like this is relying on comic knowledge, but uh, in the actual theater, when I'm sitting in the seat, I don't care about that. It just, you know, I, I'm just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. I get, I get, you know, you know, when, when, when Spider-Man shows up in infinity war, like that was like, yep. That that's a good moment if he's like, I need you to cause a distraction, and then like the guy's like, Oh my god, we're all gonna die! Like that's all like classic yeah, yeah. like Spider Man like quips and stuff. And I'm it's cute. It's I cute. love where we're all using our fake names. I thought that was cute. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's oh, really we're good using line. our fake names. Like I think that's yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because they all just know each other at this point. <laughs> of like it is it is do. exceedingly dumb. You know, <laughs> um, that kind of self awareness. Like I think they've just kind of been like I went and saw uh, Shazam uh, <laughs> earlier this week, and just kind of seeing that's one of the better. DCU movies, but just kind of seeing that like a lot of things that uh, we take for granted that are going to suck about comic movies mostly haven't with the Marvel movies. Like even the ones I don't think are very good, like are still pretty serviceable action sci-fi movies, and they don't fall into a lot of traps that like they could they could have fallen into. You know, the, the the average across the board is pretty high, I think. Yeah, I think even at the most uncharitable, like people that I see online are like, yeah, they I mean they're solid B movies. Like they're they're yeah. like a B plus, but like they're just not. You know, I just don't know why there's so many of them or whatever. And like that's totally fine. Like I think it's totally. If I wasn't into Marvel as much as a kid and even as an adult, I would probably be a little, um, just a, a little tired, a little weary of, of constantly seeing like the media blitz of Marvel movies or, or whatever. No, how I feel about Star Wars. Or, you know, like, how, how, how I yeah. feel about the Super Bowl every year. Like, yeah, Jesus exactly, Christ, shut yeah. the fuck up about it. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, don't, you know. But I, but, you know, I also don't, you know, I, I don't tend to offer many opinions on the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that was a C plus Super Bowl. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate these, even though I watch every one of them. Yeah. So uh, the, uh, and I, you know, it's, going through the movies because we did a like a quasi rewatch we didn't we didn't go through every single one i kind of hit the highlights like we skipped thor 2 for instance uh mm-hmm. autumn didn't care about guardians of the galaxy that much uh so like we didn't watch guardians of the galaxy 2 or anything like that so we just kind of picked and chose our way through the the marvel universe and it's kind of astonishing how well crafted those movies are and it's mm-hmm. amazing to me that they've reached out to some relatively inexperienced uh, writers, directors, and actors, and like have held onto them and made them great. Like the Russo brothers have good stuff behind them, but like putting them in charge of a, I don't know how much Civil War cost to make, but like, or even Winter Soldier, like putting them in charge of that movie was a, was a risk and it fucking yeah. paid off for them. Like I couldn't yeah, believe well. that movie when it came out. So, yeah. So, who, uh, what, what do you think? Uh, so, Getting Games coming up. Yes. Mm-hmm. People who know the comics have a good idea about what's coming on. I have not read that comic. So I, so I don't have that. Oh, that's a good um, idea. I should read that comic before I go into this. I thought about that too. I have the, the, the Marvel Unlimited. I might try to do mm-hmm. it. Um, but I also was like, what if it's just going to tell me what happens? You know, um, I don't think it quite does, but there is, you know, something similar. There is Infinity War in the comics. Um, so one of the things that's interesting about this is, you know, that they've been going on for so long and you can't, you have that meta knowledge that's like, oh, like, I just know that some actors want out. Yeah, You know, I can't imagine Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans 
and Chris Hemsworth like continuing like, to do this. And the kind of big three Avengers retiring or taking a backseat is very true to the comics. Who who do you think how do you think that's gonna happen? Like are people gonna retire, are people gonna die? What do you think is, is gonna happen with that? I think that they are probably gonna subvert a lot of everybody's expectations and not kill off a bunch of people like people expect. Um Chris mm-hmm. Evans had that tweet when they finished wrapping uh filming for this movie and was like, you know, this has been one of the best experiences of my life. Like he was kind of talking about everything in the past tense. So I can definitely see like Captain America retiring. I can see um you know, but I don't. I don't think in the same movie they're going to kill off Iron Man and Captain America at, by any means. Like I, f- I feel like mm-hmm. we have one big sacrifice in this movie, um, and maybe like some smaller deaths. But I think I feel like most of our cast is going to still be alive at the end of the movies. Now they could be like retired, they could be depowered, or they could be you know shunted into a different universe or, or whatever that that is. But like I, like I don't think we're going to see any like major changes of the Guardians of the Galaxy makeup, for instance. Like I don't feel yeah. like any of those dudes are going to like officially like they're not going to kill Peter Quill, right? Like they maybe they kill that chick yeah. with the the eye stalks. I don't know, but um <laughs> yeah, but they're not yeah. <laughs> the, the um yeah, I can I can see them doing one big death of one of the major people one big sacrifice right yeah one big sacrifice i i agree that i don't think it's going to be quite uh as as much um you know as as uh as people kind of point out and one of the things the reason you know one of the things is just kind of in terms of mechanics like and again following the comics which they don't do exactly but they you know they do a little bit like people they know that comics fans like it when there are comics nods i can see it being capped because I think that they have Winter Soldier, who's not going to adventure under the name Winter Soldier. They've never really done anything with him. And Cap has kind of, uh, like Cap, Thor, and Iron Man have kind of completed their arcs mm-hmm. by the end of this. Um, so Cap is included in that. And it's weird that Winter Soldier was a villain for one movie and then kind of a side character for a couple movies. I don't like that. I don't like the Winter Soldier character. But I can see them doing that Ed Brubaker, like, this is our Captain America now. Which like, is a, like just a different person in a costume. Which is a damn shame because I think um, if anybody in the movies has has earned the Captain America title, it's Falcon. Like that dude has just been a yeah, straight yeah, yeah. up straight up dude. He's followed Captain America's orders. He's been super helpful. He has cool powers. Like as much as I, I feel like Bucky was introduced. Uh, I feel like the the way they've handled Bucky's arc is really interesting. Like mm-hmm. Civil War, based around his story, really falls apart for me. Like Captain America, like Steve is just a little too much into that guy to let him be a bad dude, which I think takes away from him a little bit. And by the time like we show up at Wakanda and he's all like living on a farm, I'm like, oh, oh okay, guys, come on. <laughs> like I know he was a brainwashed yeah. super soldier, but like maybe we should ha- maybe we should have a Magneto trial about this. Like I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. You, um, you could put him in you can put him in a jail no one's yeah. saying you had to summarily execute him exactly right yeah and um yeah. so I, i'm not i'm not a huge fan of like bucky's turn or whatever but i think that like you know the the stuff that they did with him from the beginning was interesting but i, I very much want falcon to take over the shield if, if that happens even if, whether or not captain america like when i mentioned depowered like i can i can see a strong case for some cosmic shit being taken and he's got the super soldier serum taken out of him like right like he like he yeah. ages to like 80 he's years old ages. or something yeah yeah just crumbles into dust in, in, in everyone's arms, which is extremely, uh, oh, man. extremely sad and weird. Can Very readers. Like, yeah. you know, there's been, um, I, I can just imagine the amount of children they're going to be in the, in the crowds for this. And can you just imagine them mm-hmm. all weeping when Captain America dies on like a 40, yep. 45,000 inch screen in HD with yeah. s- s- surround sound? <laughs> just, <yep. laughs> everyone's crying. The, um, 
Yeah, I, I can uh, I can see that. And Falcon has been Captain America in the comics too. Like I think yeah. that would mm-hmm. be that would be cool too. I like that. If if not that, I would love to see him actually get some prominence. Like if they don't do that, which I would think that choice would be really cool too. Make him like a side character. Like when you do the new, if you did a new Bucky movie, have it be Captain America and the Falcon, which is a comic. And also, it would be cool to see that dynamic play out and have him actually have a major role. Um, I think one of the things they're definitely have to do is have these characters that had kind of smaller roles um, step up. Like some people who have not had their own movies, like maybe get their own movie now, like get to actually have a solo tale, um, which I think would be cool. With the Disney, we know service. that the Disney, yeah, the Disney service is going to have uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch. And also a, a Loki series, which seems really weird. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, and it, I think um, uh, Hawkeye, I think there's the young Hawkeye. I think there's uh, Hawkeye's daughter, which I love that they're hinting at that in the yeah, trailers. Like, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, like that, that's very cool. Um, I love Kate Bishop. Um, but I just this won't exactly be Kate Bishop. But, I just don't see a lot of people yeah. actually dying. Like, I don't I don't feel like we're going to get like, I feel like Infinity War. They they really leaned into that. And um, everybody on Twitter was like, who's going to die? Everybody's going to die. And then at the end of Infinity War, like, obviously, like, you know, Thanos does the snap and people, all these people dissolve. But it was all people with like, you know, Spider-Man is technically dead in the MCU right now, as far as we know, except I've just watched yeah. a trailer for a movie that's take place after the after Endgame. That's, so uh, like. The, yeah. the 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 sequencing of this is pretty fucked up. Yeah. So and two things two things that happen with like the grand planning their sequencing is one, Far From Home, you know, being uh coming out afterwards and being the actual end of the thing, and then uh, having Captain Marvel come at the end uh, between these really made it seem like um, I think I at least myself I don't know if other people were was a little bit disappointed with uh, Captain Marvel just being a really self contained prequel, you know, um, setting up because it puts a lot of pressure on Captain Marvel. Yeah, as a as a thing, like Captain Marvel is going to fix this, and like Captain Marvel is super powerful, but she flies around and shoots beams. Like we've had people fly around and shoot beams before, and she's a cool character, and like I liked that movie. I ended up, you know, liking that more than some. Um, but at the same time, it put a lot of pressure on it, and the movie did not tie in in the ways I thought. Like it ended up being relegated to the weird mid tier Marvel. Like oh, this is kind of fun to watch. You yeah, know? and I was I was mostly fine with 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 that part of it, but I. Like I keep everyone since the end of Infinity War, where we saw you know Samuel Jackson drop it and the Captain Marvel logo came on and it became a thing, and then they announced that this was going to take place. The Captain Marvel movie was in the you know kind of in the '90s era. Like obviously this was all set up for her to do something big and bad in 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 Endgame, but like what? Like I, I'm not like by the time yeah, what? Thanos yeah. has all of the stones and all of the stones are more than likely destroyed at this point, and mm-hmm. with the the thing with Doctor Strange and I, I, I saw. 14,605 possible solutions and this was the only one that that we want or whatever like i feel like they're going to lean into the time travel stuff so like what is she doing that's not just going to be shooting beams at thanos towards the end of the movie like i'm i'd be very curious how they create a situation where her powers can actually help that's not like blowing up aliens which don't exist yeah. right now like there's no there's no force yeah. right like there's yep. no uh, there's no, no alien force coming to the earth or anything so well, and what's interesting too is that if she ends up being the linchpin who does it, that is very thematically unsatisfying because she has no connection to this guy. Like it's got to be Nebula, right? It like feel, it's it feels be, like it has to be Nebula. Or something. It has to be Nebula. It has to be her daughter. It has to be somebody who has a personal relationship to Thanos. It can't be here's Miss Marvel to save the day after her like pretty goofy comedy origin movie. You know, or, like you know, I mean, this is also we also have Tony Stark here, which. I feel like Tony's arc, especially in the third movie where he was going through PTSD after the stuff that happened in the first Avengers movie, 
was was really interesting and in infinity war like that's something that he talks about is like this dude has been haunting my dreams for the last 10 years or, yep. or or whatever like that's you know him having this personal connection of like i feel like i have to protect earth and oh it turns out all of the things i've been protecting earth from is this purple dude with a nut chin like that's like i feel like yep. that's more powerful than like captain america captain marvel showing up and shooting a beam <laughs> yeah beaming him mm-hmm the uh yeah agreed uh the uh so i don't really know exactly what captain marvel is going to do other than firepower yeah you know in this which like you know i, I get that they're going to need and they're going to have to do bring up that, that there's no army thing is very interesting because there have to be right like we it can't i doubt that it's going to be it's a 3 hour movie it's not going to be the avengers it's not going to be 45 minutes of setup and then the avengers fighting thanos for 2 hours and 15 minutes like there, there will be some kind of army. Thanos will have some kind of allies and stuff, and they haven't revealed any of that. Like that hasn't shown up in the trailers, and I'm very interested to see like what they do with that. I feel like it is not too late for them to do something pretty wild that ties into what they're going to do with, you know, phase phase four or whatever. Or the next, I can't remember the. Yeah, you know, I, don't the, know, the, I don't know what phase we're on either. <laughs> what they what they call them? I think this is phase three, but then it's like, is it phase four? Is it a new phase one? Is it phase two A? You know, I don't, I don't know what phase we're going into, but I can see them doing something that reaches forward because the, the, the truth is these movies have made too much money. They're too big of a phenomenon. Uh, now, you know, Disney owns them. Disney is not going to stop doing these. They no. need people to not have like a postpartum depression after this movie and like, be like, okay, I'm, I did it. I'm, it's over. They need people to be like, no, I am still in this. This is an ongoing concern. This is the end of a chapter, but the book is still going. So I can see that army tying into that. And I'm really curious because the things we know about the next phase are guardians of the galaxy three, the eternals. That's it, you know, and then maybe some other, some Fox stuff coming in. So maybe fantastic four show up. Yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. And that's the uh, end of the second Spider-Man movie is considered the end of this phase. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. It's not that I know exactly how they had, they had laid out that timeline. And, and, you know, we're, we're forgetting something here, which is, uh, like the, the whole Ant-Man angle, like at the yeah, end yeah. of the second Ant-Man, like we've, we've basically learned how to travel through time. <laughs> like I feel yeah, like exactly. that's, and so like, um, I, I feel very much like we're going to be splitting up our, the, our leftovers in an effort to go find our, you know, people that were, were dissolved at the end of infinity war previously in time. And maybe that's where a lot of our army fights come in and maybe that's where Marvel, uh, captain Marvel can come in too. But I, man, I just, I just like how all this stuff plays out and like the, all of the different pieces. I wonder if it's going to be structured like infinity war was where they divided up all of our heroes in weird, interesting combinations and then set them on their own individual paths to come together later. Mm-hmm. Like I thought infinity it was, or did that through lots of subplots, right? Like, yeah. Thor has to go meet Tyrion Lannister like that. You know, it was, it was like lots of subplots are going on in that movie and that's how they did it. I'm there will be those subplots and we just don't know what they are because the trailer has the trailers for this have been really restrained. Like I'm kind of surprised how little they show about what's actually happening. All we know is like Thanos is involved and they're going to do whatever it takes. And that's what we got. And you know? every and everybody is goth now. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone is extremely goth. And also, Marvel has a history of uh, straight out lying to us in trailers. Like the trailers yeah. for Infinity War showed, you know, Hulk p- powering through with the with the other heroes to go fight the aliens, and that obviously did not happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. So, um, you know, and people have have you know guessed that maybe we'll see a repeat of that fight in Wakanda. 
um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but with different stuff because of all of the weird time travel mechanics. And I could actually see something like that happening over where we see that same climactic fight, but in a different angle or different things happening in it in classic kind of back to the future style shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, you mentioned something earlier where like you kind of, they want you, they're, they're not going to want people to have PTSD after the end of this movie. Like I feel like we have one big depression, not PTSD. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, I feel like there's, we have that one big sacrifice that we talked about and then like everything else is going to be a, a scramble and you're gonna be like well, what is what is black widow going to do now that there's no u.s government <laughs> like what is who is she going to spy on like i feel like that's there's gonna be a lot of questions and leaving at the end and I, man i just I, I, how do you how do you fix this like what is there any any yeah. way that they could satisfactorily tell you that they're going to bring back Spider-Man and Black Panther? Like, are we going to go into the spirit gym and bring them back? And you'd be like, okay, that's fine, I guess. That's cool. You know I have what I'm no saying? idea, man. Like, like what, what, what do you think would be satisfying to you in a way to bring those characters back? It's extremely tough. Like, it can't just be Ant-Man time travel. Because, like, I don't think they would do that anyway just because, you know, a far fewer number of people saw Ant-Man too. You know? That could contribute to it. He could help with the technology, but I doubt that it's just going to be that. So I don't, I don't know what it will be. And I think that's part of the runtime is like whatever they've chosen. It's not anything they've set a lot of track for. They have to set the track in the movie, you know, and maybe that's why it's so long because I can't, I can't guess what is satisfying. I have a vague amount of trust, like a cautious optimism that they're going to make a satisfying version of it. Um, But I'm not, I'm not, I don't have full faith. You know, I know it has to happen. In, when it happens, some cool stuff might happen that I'm grateful for. You know, I might see some some stories I really like. It might be end up being a thing where I'm like, it'll forever be this asterisk, which is like, it felt a little cheap how they brought them back. Yeah, you know? exactly. I, I hope not, but it, it definitely could. I was really worried going into Captain Marvel um, that they would set all of the scroll stuff up so that like, oh, this, you know, Scarlet Witch has been a scroll the entire time or something, yeah. you know, like doing some weird shit like that. And man, if they if if they go down that route and I don't like Captain Marvel didn't specifically set that up like they kind of almost did the opposite of a lot of that. But I if they go down that route, I'm going to be pretty unsatisfied. Like any of this, like, oh, this character you loved is is actually a, a bad guy. And now we have to go do something about it. Like, I'm I'm not going to be I'm not going to be cool with that. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't anticipate them doing that. I hope that they do not. Um, scrolls would be a really, really cheap way. What's our uh, like? What do you think our uh, end of credit scene is? Our post credit scene is it going to be Fantastic Four? Um, I it's, yeah, it's got to be saying saying up that second, that second phase or whatever. Yeah. Um, Fantastic Four is a great, great guess. You know, um, and into it, like I, I want to see that. Like I would love them to surprise me and have more integration with Fantastic Four than we think. Yeah, me too. You know, like have them show up slightly earlier on. Boy, what what if what if they have been hiding the Fantastic Four appearance in this movie for the last like year and a half or something? And Fantastic Four actually shows up. Do you can you fucking imagine the reaction? Yeah, that would that would blow my mind. Like I would be way 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 into that. Yeah, the uh, something I want to get your opinion on. Have you listened to the Everything to Guppy episode where Will has his uh, Infinity War Infinity War pred- prediction? Is that that must be recent because I'm I'm caught up, but I haven't. I don't think I've listened to that one. Um, it is that he thinks that. Uh, Tony gets the, the gauntlet and he try after he's done everything and he's brought everyone back and they've won the day. He tries to bring back his parents and cap has to kill him. 
before he can like use the power of of the thing to start like well who do you think are making these movies like is the guy that the guy that made green room isn't directing endgame okay (laughs) (laughs) they're not gonna have captain america kill you know tony stark like that's just not going to happen like they can do that sometimes in the comic books because they can bring these characters back but they're not gonna have fucking steve rogers kill off tony stark like that's just i don't i can't imagine a universe they do that i really don't even see like the infinity like gauntlet getting put back together again like i feel like they were going to do some Mm. magic time travel shit to prevent all of this stuff from happening and like be better prepared for thanos this time and and things like that so yeah or captain america is gonna have to slice off iron man's head (laughs) or uh, or in real time because tony's gonna try to blow back his parents (laughs) the doll edge of his shield the, uh, you know, to slowly push through his neck. I mean, presumably that, that, that Wakanda shield that he has now, like maybe that has a sharper edge to it. So it wouldn't take quite as long. Yeah. Yeah. It would just, it'd just be just a couple of minutes of, of, of real time. My favorite thing yeah. is that, uh, the Captain America shield throughout the series has been almost sentient with what it cuts into versus what it doesn't because it, it just, <laughs> it just bounces off of like normal dudes. And then it like hits a wall and it's like eight fucking feet deep into the wall that it cut through this metal. And I'm like, hmm, yep. did the shield decide it didn't want to cut today or yeah, uh, he's a, uh, he, it's, it's all skill. Yeah, it's super all... good as being being a World War II sh- soldier and learning how to fire an AK, you know, a machine gun, an assault rifle fifteen has taught him how to uh, give the exact amount of force. Putting the old English the on the old mantium. That's that's what that's yeah, all he's exactly. doing. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Please, my oh, man. Yeah, I hope um, um, to go back to the the post credit thing. I hope it's just Galactus. Like, if we don't get Fantastic Four, like, I hope it's yeah, like yeah. a planet being eaten by Galactus. I think that would be super Galactus is dope. a really because yeah. we, we talked about this before, but what do they have, right? Yeah. Like, as far as in the, in the comics, like, big Avengers villains are Thanos, uh, Galactus, which is more Fantastic Four, but the Avengers fight him too. And then it, then, then we shoot over to, like, Morgan Le Fay. <laughs> and I've thought about that before, how fucking bonkers it would be if they decide to tie in the weird, like, King Arthur shit. Have you ever seen any of that stuff? I don't think so. Where the no. Avengers go back to King Arthur time, and they're all oh, dressed up Christ. as, like, knights. Knights and wizards, but as the Avengers. Like... <laughs> that is a big part of the avengers that's a big part of avengers history like it'd be phenomenal and funny as hell like not it'd be bad but it'd be very funny if uh, uh, time travel stuff brings in could they they do krang or king yeah king king not krang yeah krang is the teenage mutant turtles guy and yeah yeah, obviously they could do krang (laughs) (laughs) that's not even a fucking question (laughs) yeah it would just be thor would drop kick him um the (laughs) like bodily yeah, Kang is the other one. Kang, Kang, I uh, sometimes forget about, but Kang the Conqueror is, uh, yeah. yeah, a big, a big level threat, big enough for the entire team. But they're going to need those smaller threats for the smaller characters, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so when they do, when they start doing the the, the strut movies, the movies that are are there to prop up the gigantic events, like they're going to have to start bringing in some B tier stuff, you know. And I, I, I'm I'm down for it. I'm I'm into it as well because uh, something I like about the Ant Man movies is that they are traditionally a little bit uh, smaller scale and they're like threats because mm-hmm. you know um, I saw a, a conversation the other day of like somebody talking about Ant Man two and like they get rid of all of that Hydra stuff pretty early on and then it's like oh it's a threat to this dude's daughter like that's yeah. that's what we need to worry about and like that's a like I like superheroes dealing with issues like that like it doesn't necessarily have to be you know the, all of the superheroes in the world all together at once so yeah yeah. Scale is a is a real thing, and that's what that was a a, a niche that the Netflix shows, um, kind of scratched. Yep, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping the Disney shows will scratch that. Even though so far, like with with it being Loki and Scarlet Witch and uh, the Vision, 
it doesn't seem like it, right? Like those shows, those are those are pretty big, high powered, high drama like characters. Um, the street level characters are something that is another way they could take it. Now that the Netflix shows are are to, are off, you know, I don't know where the rights are at this point. But like, what if the next like phase of the MCU, like Daredevil, shows up? Yeah, you know, as, as a movie here or something that. like that. Yeah. Like that'd be cool. Like I'm I'm down. You know, they uh, doing kind of all the all the different levels of threat is uh, something that they do okay. Like in this in this series of films, like they could do it better, but they uh, every once in a while there are those things like, um, you know, like Ant Man, like Ant Man two, or like Iron Man three, which has yeah. a uh, a big multinational corporation, but it's mostly about that's mostly a trick, and it's mostly about inner conflict. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So. I had a a wild hair uh, and um watching infinity war on sunday and um it was the scene where scarlet witch and vision are like making kiss kiss face in the hotel room pretty early on in the movie and i was like mm-hmm. what if they did the house of m but it was the opposite so instead of new more mutants it was like everybody has superpowers and this is how we get oh. mutants in the world and like she does that thing so we get to see that arc but it introduces like why haven't there been mutants? and some before? of them stick around exactly like, like they, they undo it yeah. of course but then the x-men are the ones that stick around that's interesting yeah i could i could see yeah. i don't i don't think that's going to happen i don't think they're ready for that yet but i just i like that as a as a core concept a little bit just to reverse something would, famous from that the uh scarlet witch going villain would be interesting in that because i as far as characters on the in the mcu like i don't think they've done enough with scarlet witch i don't think they do a great job with her no, so um giving her something to do would be would be cool Someone told me, um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine because me and Autumn were talking about uh, where did her Russian accent go or her like weird Eastern <laughs> Slovakian relationship. Yeah. They said, yeah. yeah and they, my friend told me that um, uh, she lost her accent when uh, she lost her brother. I was like, yeah. oh, is that how that works? <laughs> like your, your your brother dies and all of a sudden like I'm, I'm speaking in Brasilia now because that's the way that works. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Anywho, um, th- those aren't really like hardcore predictions, but that's what to to be expected from people who are going into it, uh, you know, trying to go into it fairly, fairly blind. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just fun. Like, I think me and Gary just wanted to talk about Avengers before it comes out more than anything. So um, yeah, like if I, if I wasn't invested in the MCU, it would be feel ridiculous because it's something I put like 50 hours into, you know, like across all these movies. Like I'm glad that I'm invested because I've definitely put in the time, you know, and it's like, you know, I was paying attention. So it is, it is just inherently interesting. You know, I feel bad. I, I do feel bad. Uh, I mean, not bad because it's really easy to ignore stuff nowadays. But like, I've, I I think about people that have been ignoring the MCU and are like, "Oh, should I go see this Endgame movie?" And I'm like, "Nah, fam. You <laughs> really not a million years actually. Like, I'm not telling yeah. you should watch every single movie, but you should at least watch Avengers one, and then maybe Avengers two, and then well, like, and Avengers three number one. Uh, you know, Avengers you know, at the very least. Yeah. You should definitely I, watch yeah. it. You should, you should watch the Avengers movies before you get too far into this. But uh My yeah. uh yeah, my, my girlfriend was asking about whether she would you know, I we we talked about this off air, but mm-hmm. uh I'm gonna go see it on, on Friday and she's like, Hey, oh, I'd, I'd come with you if you'd like and it's like I just I don't think I can I you've come and seen you know, you've seen some some you know, we went and saw Enter the Spider Verse and we went and saw Captain Marvel together and like you're not invested in this world and I think I feel confident that those are good movies on their own, like you can just kinda watch them. I don't feel confident about this. This would be like showing up just for uh, the third Lord of the Rings movie. Exactly. You yeah. know, exclusively like and never having seen any of the stuff before. So. What's, what's a Hobbit? She, she asks as the Hobbit <laughs> appears on screen. Over. And, and it, we're going, you know, uh, opening uh, day. It's not the, the midnight release before, but we're going, I'm, I'm going on Friday. Then just imagine like hurling over and being like, you know, 
why did why does this guy why does he have powers what happened yeah. Mm-hmm. And and me and and every all the nerds in the theater who are like in costume <laughs> and shit like converging on us. Like. Oh man! Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I I think that I, uh, I have a, I have a lot of hope for the movie. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think it's gonna be surprising at the very little. Uh, at the very least, I, yeah, so I really hope I'm, so. Yeah, that's my hope. And then worst case scenario, if it is very predictable, if it does kind of just feel like it puts a cap on things, if it does feel like it's pushing all the things into motion, like there's satisfaction in that as well. You know, and hearing the end of a song, hearing a uh, a scale resolve. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's satisfaction in that. So. And uh, it, if you're listening to this and it's three, four weeks, even four or five months after the film has come out, you can uh, feel free to add us on Twitter with everything that's wrong. Like, once again, that Twitter account is at Cole Ross. And mm-hmm. uh, you could talk to the podcast directly at D-O-F-C podcast. Support us at patreon.com slash stuck TV. And uh, the next episode that comes out, will start our coverage of X-Men Evolution. Gary, have you found any place to stream this? I have not. I, I think I haven't uh, looked yet. Um, they took I might it, just they, end up getting the DVDs. Yeah, they took it off of Hulu, uh, which is a bummer. So maybe by the time this all comes around, it'll be on the Disney service for seven bucks a month or something. So, yeah. Yep. And we don't know exactly how uh, how many episodes we'll cover per thing. We might do like the first episode as one episode so we can introduce our cast and stuff. Yeah. But then do two episodes, you know, and then uh, adjust it for arcs. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch the first couple of episodes to to see to see exactly how that should work out and then like create a little schedule for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, um, if you are on Days of Future Cast and you are daysoffuturecast.com and you want to try to find a certain episode, I know all of our episode titles are dumb and funny. So I I spent the time and effort to uh, create a page. I think it's just episode guide in the title that lists out um, exactly which episodes of what and which movies we covered on what episode. So it's really easy to look through and find. Like if you're looking for Spider man coverage or you're looking for logan coverage you can just click the link and take it directly to the episode so mm-hmm. yeah and we we love those episodes i think it's fun to go back and revisit those so yeah just listen to the regular shows uh that logan episode is really high energy i think that's some of our it's really good work because we both love that and we were both real fresh from it yeah yeah so. I, I feel like I, I didn't remember half the movie so i feel bad about it but i haven't listened to it in a long time so yeah anyway I think we'll be back. We're, we're in pretty good form in that episode <laughs> okay so, okay yeah we'll, we'll be back talk to y'all later um, bye good night